Welcome back to another edition of Already His Workmanship's podcast. Uh, today I have Logan with me. Uh, unfortunately, Dell has a training going on at our scheduled time and wasn't able to make it today. Um, but we'll forge on without him. I'm sure he'll be back soon. I mean, he doesn't have a conflict. So, how are you doing this week, Logan? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. I'm, I'm I'm. There's a lot of pressure now to be as interesting and fun as Dell, but. Uh... Yeah. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, I had the same problem. So I'm uh, more serious than I am interesting sometimes, I think. so. <laughs> we we missed Dell, but he'll yes, be back do. soon. Yep. So uh, last week we talked about uh, becoming willing uh, to have God transform us uh, and transform our character defects. Um, we could probably spend eternity on just the willingness portion of it. Uh, but we're only going to spend one week um uh because it is the simultaneously the simplest thing you can do and the hardest thing there is to do i think in in following after christ and in the 12 steps so um we're, we're going to go with the simplest thing uh, on this round through it so um let's see last week we asked like what are we going to do uh to stay encouraged to uh what are we going to do to keep going with uh what we're doing in life uh, in this process so um i my answer to this is a verse that was given to me a long time ago over 10 years ago i think i've probably talked about on the podcast before and that is second corinthians 1 8 through 10 and it is this uh, we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters about the troubles we experience in the province of asia we are under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. And when I first read that, I was like suffering a ton and like, beyond miserable when i was first in recovery and just like as hopeless as you can possibly imagine being that's where i was at and god said like you know here's paul's response to this when he felt worse than you do right now and that became my prayer like i want to i want to have that same reaction when i feel this despair in my heart this hopelessness that i feel right now i want to have that same action a reaction paul did and then I started making that prayer, right? And then, I don't know, six, seven, eight years later, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have that, that that's been fulfilled. That prayer is there. Why I feel restless, irritable, and discontent when I'm hopeless beyond all belief, I suddenly realize that God is it's happening so that God will take over my life. He'll raise me from the dead. That I'll rely on him rather than on myself. And I get to do that all over again and joy and peace beyond all understanding instantly flood my heart every single time that happens now now i count suffering as the greatest thing that ever happens to me because then i get to do that right and um while i'm in the midst of intense suffering i don't always appreciate it for that but i always get to that point where i'm like hey this is where i'm at right so that is what I do to keep going. I remember that portion of scripture. It's become the rock of my day-to-day -day life. 
Um, it has transformed how I see everything. Uh, and it's giving me gratitude for the hardest moments of my life rather than it being something for me to be angry about it has become something that I am beyond all levels of grateful for. So uh, that's how I keep going. That's what encourages me. That's like what that that's what works for me on my very darkest of days when it is all I can do to take one more step forward. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the, uh, I have, I have something similar. I have like my, uh, Romans 12, one and two are my like life verses that I consistently go back to that, that can continually encourage me. Um, I find a lot of solace, um, when I'm, when I have a hard time going forward in worship. Um, so the worship to me, um, it takes the focus off of me and puts it onto him because I think we're, we're created to worship. And so I, I find myself um, in that, but I'll, I'll read Romans 12, one and two. A lot of people are familiar with these verses, but um, it bears repeating. Therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so to me, it gives me the pattern that when I'm hopeless or when I'm stuck, it gives me the pattern, which is that the first thing I need to do is I need to offer myself as a living sacrifice and worship. And so you know, and worship is more than just singing or music, et cetera. Worship is you know everything, everything we do in our life where we dedicate our time and attention and you know, our, you know, to him and we set him first. And then it gives me that, that second part of it is the, is the hopeful part for me because um, it, I have a, you know, I have that challenge of conforming, conforming to what the world wants you to do or, you know, being transformed and I want to be transformed, but oftentimes I find myself falling back into conforming to the patterns of the world but this verse gives me hope because it's like, this is what it gives me the the pattern. It gives me the recipe to get back on track, which is to offer my life as a sacrifice. I'm going through this suffering. This is hard. Oh, this is my living sacrifice. This is holy and pleasing to God. Even when I'm going through a, a difficult time, this is worship to him. And then if I get my focus back on him and then he then can immediately when I'm focused on him instead of on myself, I feel that that process of transformation continue to happen. Um, and so it's kind of interesting because I am a, a person who likes, if I want something to do to be done, I want to focus on it and I want to put my energy to it and I want to make it happen. <clears throat> but um, I think in God's, in my walk with God, um, he has specifically created the opposite effect, which is when I focus on it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and when I focus on him and who he is and what he's doing, it happens. And so that gets me back on track. The other one that I'd read every once in a while when I'm really desperate is Jeremiah 20, 13. It says, sing to the Lord, give praises to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Oh, and so when I am feeling a little bit like a victim in the hands of the wicked, it reminds me to sing, reminds me to give praise to the Lord. Just think about the things that he's done but he will rescue the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. And so that's a good one too. 
That is. So, interestingly, the uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, that is the verse that is cited lots of times for step three, to turning our wills and our lives over to the care of God's trust. And, uh, like, so I, I love that that's yours, right? Because you're, like, it's a clear trust in the Lord position to, to put in, right? Like, you know, trusting even when things are, are terrible. Um, so what you're saying, Todd, is that I'm perennially stuck on step three, but that's all right. That's it's a good step. I'm gonna continue. Um, (laughs) No, I am. It's the problem of being a living sacrifice, right? Yeah. Like, like we we move off the altar a lot, right? So, um, yeah, having that, having that that verse and that check in our lives, uh to remind us to put ourselves back on the altar again yep. is super important right because mm-hmm. we're we're very easily deceived and uh, having that as a process always is, is great right because it just puts us back into the frame of reference we need to be able to receive god's blessings through everything else we do um yeah so i i don't think anybody my my opinion of the 12 steps now after doing them for a really long time is steps four through 12 um, are about removing the wreckage and the habits in my life. So I can do the first three steps better. Yeah. That's really good. That, that, that's what this, that's, that's how it's worked out in my life is that right. Is like um, all my inadequacies of doing the first three steps. Well, trusting God enough to just place all my trust in him that has been fixed and modified and worked on by doing the other stuff really thoroughly and going through that process over and over again. So, um, yeah, at least that's been my experience, right. Is, is I keep on doing the first three steps better and better and better the longer I do the other stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a process that you'll go through multiple times. Right. I think that's what I learned from you through our association is like, you're always, you're always back at step one in some part of your life sometimes, yeah, you know, and then having yeah. to run that chain again. And uh, it's just about, you know, making it a more natural motion to get to the, I mean, I, you know, yeah. the Bible talks about repenting and sometimes people are like, well, I already repented. I'm like, no, dude, I got to repent all the time. Yeah. You know, constantly back at that place where I need to go, Lord, help me. I, I need you to help yeah. me. Here. It's just the, the ethos of, of the, the, the principles of, of AA and the Christian recovery groups I've been in, right, is that continuously improving, continuously following down the path. Um, it just made me better at surrendering to God and realizing I'm not in submission. So, yeah. Excellent. So, today we're discussing spiritual change and then the the invitation to have God come into our lives and transform us uh, by asking God to remove our character defects uh, or defects of character, um, which is why I started with the, how are you going to stay encouraged this day? Because um, my experience with making that prayer, it's a very simple prayer that probably brings the most amount of change you're going to experience in your life. It's like, I've lived in this portion of this change for a really long period of time. 
Um, I don't think I'll ever not be doing it. Let's shoot in this podcast time frame. I think what I've come up with three or four character defects that I needed to <laughs> address or make amends with or do something on. Right. So, um, so there's that piece in there. Right. And, um, of just doing it continuously and working on the character defects. Um, so <clears throat> you've made this prayer with God. My experience with that is the kind of joke I've heard said in a lot of circles of, um, like Christian men I know that I, I respect that, that have been like longtime Christians and like all the men's group I've been in, right? And all the guys have been doing the men's group for a long time, like five, 10, 15 years. And some guy like six months in comes in and is like, oh man, I just, today I just started praying to have patience. And like all the old guys laugh, right? <laughs> You've had this one happen, right? Oh yeah. Like, right, right, like I just need to yeah. have more patience, right? And all the people laugh and they're like, why are you laughing so hard? And you'd be like, when you pray for patience, God's answer to the prayer for patience is almost always giving you situations in which you require patience to get through them. Right? And the more yeah. you make the prayer for patience, the more situations you're put in where the only way to get through <laughs> it is to be patient. But then eventually you have that patience. It's just naturally there and the situations come up and you don't even think about being patient. Um, but it's kind of a joke. At least it's been a joke in every men's group I've been a part of where virtually all the old guys laugh whenever somebody who's like in their 20s comes in and is like i'm just praying for patience today uh, well you'll get it <laughs> yes <laughs> you'll be blessed with situations that require you to have patience um they're you know as long as you continue to do that so um and so when i look at that it's like impatience is obviously a character defect right um a spiritual blessing god wants us to have is long suffering right that that patience to be able to go through the race and finish the race. Um, so every time I've done this, like I get put into situations where I have to pray through it uh, to get through it. And then that's kind of what I want to talk about today is the consequences of asking God to come into our lives uh, and ask for prayer, uh, like the, of coming to our lives and, and needing the character defects fixed. And then, like, how do you get through that hard period of constantly getting put into situations where you have to get through it, right? And it looks different lots of different times, but I just kind of wanted to have your perspective, Logan, on the times that you've prayed for change and, like, how you got through it um, today. Um, you know, I go back, I go back to... Um... You know, and I've referenced it before, but every once in a while you have those, you know, a sermon or a preach or something you've listened to that really sticks with you. And um, it was my my friend Patrick McNamara, and he was talking about that that analogy that I've that I've spoken about before, where he said, you know, when he was training for a marathon, he was running up a hill, and he's like, "Oh man, this this hurts. This is really unpleasant. Um, you know, this I'm suffering." And he's like, "But it's not." unnecessary it's not for no reason it's because i'm training you know i'm trying to try to improve try to get ready to run this race and so i have to run up this hill and even though it's it's suffering it's suffering for a reason and so this 
you know, because they're our natural tendency is when everything, when something's hard and we feel a pushback or we feel whatever, we want to escape that, you know, escape pain. And a big part of, you know, of getting unstuck going forward and, and seeing that change in our lives is actually embracing pain, embracing the, the difficult process. Um, but in that, you know, so we've kind of t- talked about that before. And so, you know, just like giving yourself to it and saying, Hey Lord, you know, like whether it's patience or it's, you know, it's addiction or something like that. And it's like, I have to go through this process and it's going to be hard, but it's going to produce something um, that's good. The, <clears throat> so setting the scene, but that unfortunately for me, what that sometimes does is it does highlight my own efforts. And like, I can sometimes get into this process where I feel like it's me doing the work. And then as soon as it's me doing the work, I'm immediately like, or very soon I get very discouraged because it's not work that I am able to do well. It's not work that I'm designed to do. It's the work of the, of transformation, the work of, of what we, you know, the technical term for it is sanctification is actually the work of the Holy spirit that we give ourselves to, but we don't necessarily, cause you know, our strategies are not going to work very well. And so, um, I go back to, um, second Corinthians, um, uh, I'll read a, f- a couple of verses here, uh, starting in 15, ending in um, 18. He died for everyone so that those who received his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. That's a big ask, but we get there. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we, we know him now. And here's the meat of it. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. And so I read that because the process is a process that I don't complete. I give myself and give myself to the process. I don't actually do the work and so keeping yourself and you know that's why we talk about these prayers that's why we talk about this thing of it's really you got to you got to keep yourself in the hot seat and not escape it and so the things that are your enemy when you're in the hot seat in the holy spirit or that god is like bringing you to a, this new place is getting hopeless uh asserting control um you know these things that and so we talk a lot about these things that encourage you because it's just really encouraging you to stick it in the process. And so I, I go back to that, that actually I am a new person. You know, I have the, you know, he is transforming me and this is a gift from God. It's not something that I have to perform and that I have to do um, because otherwise it's not going to be successful. And I don't really know how to transform a human being. You know, I didn't create human beings. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I am, you know, I'm as human as anyone else. Um, and so giving myself over and saying, Hey, the Lord can do that. Um, he's the one who created us. He knows how we operate. He knows what I need to get from here to there and just remain, remaining willing to be in the process, even though that is a tough one. 
you know, it's that process of like when you refine gold, you heat it up and the impurities float to the top and then you, you skim them off. And then to get more impurities out, you heat it up even more and you heat it up. And so that's a lot of the process of being a human and being a follower of Christ is, is enduring the heat so that the impurities can, can come out and just keeping ourselves in a place where we can stay encouraged to continue the process and yeah. not bail out. Yeah. Um, one of the things that happens for me in this process when I start uh, addressing an issue is I almost always run into other people that are like doing the same thing or in the same mm-hmm. place. Right. And um, way back in episode five, I talked about the AA promises and there's one in there that says, no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. Yeah. And I really think this right here, this is where all that stuff starts getting revealed, right? This be like, I remember when I didn't have any patience for anything and how hard that was to gain. Like it got gained a little bit at a time over a really long period of time as God, like the filled stuff for me that needed to be there but some of them took years for it to be there right like i talk about the story of working for a boss who was really difficult and angry and punched holes in walls and all that stuff and i was there for two years and then all of a sudden everything got transformed in one two-month period right mm-hmm. and it totally changed it all um and then um i'm sure i probably talked about the book before but uh, one of my very favorite books. It's actually probably my, my top favorite book with somebody I meet that is um, just struggling with life. Um, and that's uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, right? And he talks about being in Auschwitz and like suffering there. And, and then he talks about, I, I think it was he's quoting Nietzsche, but I can't remember exactly who he was quoting. But um, the summation of Auschwitz is that a man can survive any what if he has an adequate why. Mm, that's good. Right. And so um, I, this, is, this is the time for me where all those whys started coming into like clarity, right? Over the last 10 years, like, like oh, I suffered this. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, because I'm going to go directly help somebody else that had the same suffering right um i'm going to get to love on somebody else because i went through this i'm going to get to love on a parent even though uh like i have difficulties there like all these things just got radically transformed in one not one time but in this this process right so um for me this is really where a lot of the promises that god talks about in the bible the um, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could say, move that mountain. Well, that faith gets fulfilled because a lot of our emotional baggage is an unbearable mountain, right? And it gets transformed. Like, I don't know, to me, this is like the meat of, this is the main course of the meal of my Christian walk, right? Is like, yes, like it's this thing. So, um, and so those are the things I end up relying on like as i hit new things right in the beginning it was that verse that i talked about the second corinthians and prayerfully like that i can have that attitude 
And as I got further along, it changed into this, oh, I get to do this there. Um, and the message version of the Bible, it has the rescue in 2 Corinthians is just before the um, thing I just read. Uh, and I'll find it here in just a second. But it's like, it, basically, the, the summation of that one is, is like, we went through hard times, so God would take care of us um, so that we could be there for God for someone else the way god was there for us right mm -hmm. so that's that's why like um and this is the point where i get to like you know you've heard me talk about it it's something i've told logan over and over again like i guarantee you're going to suffer i guarantee you if you're listening to this podcast right now you are going to intensely suffer um but it's going to be so you can go um touch somebody else's life i guarantee it this is just something i've known over and over again and once your eyes are open to it the, the guarantee of suffering is there god guarantees it and then he guarantees that we'll receive a full cup of his um if his comfort at the same time mm -hmm. so um i don't know it's not a pleasant message, I guess, but it's the truth. It's one of the deepest truths I know is that, um, even though it's not the most pleasant one. Uh, and, yeah, I've told you that. Yeah, it, it's times, it's hopeful, so. though, be because, I mean, I think there's no way for us to not understand that life is full of suffering because that's what our experience is. I mean, I, I the other day, <laughs> the other day I was, I was standing in the foyer um, at church and um, – I, you know, in walks this new person that has just been coming for a couple of weeks and I, I just met them and their, their, their life is transforming. You know, they're, they're so happy that they've been, they've been plugged into this community and everything like that, you know? So, and I, this person walks in and I just have this wonderful feeling of like fulfillment because this person has found something to hang on to. Right. And then right behind that person, walks in this woman that I love who's been a friend of mine for a long time who's struggling with cancer, you know, and we've been praying for her, but you know, it's still, you know, she's struggling with it. And I know her entire life is like, she's got kids, young kids, you know, and so she's struggling with this thing at the same time. And in this one, in this moment, I'm looking at these two people. I am simultaneously full of joy and full of sorrow at the same time, like almost unbearable. And so I looked at my, my friend, um, Jenna and, you know, she comes up to me, she goes, are you okay? And I go, I, I had no idea. Like, this is what growing up is and be is all about, right. Is how much I would be able to experience exactly opposite emotions at the same time. And like how, even though my life is more fulfilled now than ever, you know, I see my children growing up and they're, you know, they're, you know, they're accomplishing things and I'm, I'm involved in a ministry that I, I love and, and brings me incredible fulfillment. It's connected to me to all these people. And now I see these people going through suffering and it's heartbreaking at the same time. It's like, that doesn't make, <laughs> so, you know, it's like, we know that life, you know, if we're connected to anybody, we have any friends, family, and we really d d d care about them, you are going to experience suffering, not just maybe yourself, but also for other people on their behalf. And so it's like, uh, you know, that's, that's life, but it's so much, it's so much easier to bear that and to understand that when you are others focused, because 
you understand that it's not for no reason, right? That the things that we go through, the things that, you know, pain and, and recovery and all these different things, it's like, it's so much different when you know that there's a purpose at the end of it for me, like, Again, I, I go back to that's that's such a great quote that we can endure a lot of what when we know the why, you know, and I know I'm bastardizing that quote, but yeah, um, yeah but I mean, that's that's beautiful. I think I'm going to I'm going to find that and buy something so I can keep it on my wall and look at it every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, verse from uh, the message vibe, uh, version was. um. Uh, he comes alongside alongside us uh, when we go through hard times, and before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who's going through hard times, so that we can be there for that person, just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but more, no more so than the good times of His healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. Hmm. So, um, I'd like one chapter of. Second Corinthians gets read a lot by me because it's just, it's just there. That's right? a great letter. Uh, it is. Um, and then, you know, I see this pop up in movies a lot too, right? Like the Princess Bride has one of the best quotes ever about this. Uh, when Wesley dressed up as the Dread Pirate Roberts uh, uh, tells uh, Buttercup, Life is pain, Highness. Anyone else, anyone who tells you differently is trying to sell you something. Just selling something. Yes. That's yeah. a great quote. Right. And it's really true, right? When I look at life, life is full of people telling people, like selling stuff so they don't feel pain. But that's not real. It's never real. So um, uh, I, th- I think like everybody needs to watch that movie just for that one quote right <laughs> so everyone needs to watch that movie because it's one of the best movies ever made but yes that quote it goes is. along with it as well it is so uh, that that's although the meat of this thing here is that right is understanding that this is life there's going to be intense pain and suffering but it's not meaningless pain and suffering it is suffering that's going to bring you joy and peace beyond all understanding and like i don't know how that works i just know that it happens to me all the time right i'm I'm not a theologian i can't go along the theological reasons why this happens but but i just know it does and it's something that like i guarantee is going to happen for everyone um I, i i can't I can't go through a litany of all the books in the Bible and how that works. It's just this experience with God that I have of it happening for like 15 years and seeing it happen to hundreds of other people at the same time that I was having it happen to. It's just that experiential part of that spiritual journey, right? Yeah. So um, I'm sure that uh, there's theologians out there that could explain this whole thing better, but um i'm just gonna go with my experience because that's what god gave me god God gave me this rich experience to share with everyone uh not this deep theological knowledge uh, of being able to quote everything in the bible and all that stuff that's not what he gave me so that's okay i'm I'm okay because that's the gifts that i was given no that's why that's the way god created you and he knew that he was doing that Yeah. yeah so um, I'm sure somebody at some point in time will listen to this podcast and go, Oh, I know 
and 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 actually have this deep theological dissertation on exactly why it works, but I just know it does. So cool. Well, I don't know. I think that was a uh, enough conversation on that this morning, but got me all fired up. About. Yeah, <laughs> it's something I could talk about like for the rest of my life and not really ever stop. Um, but, but it's probably a good part to stop there. Um, uh, so I think a good question for this week is um, what are your prayers going to be to get through this situation, right? The situation you're willingly putting yourself into of having God remove your character defects. What prayers are you going to make to God to get through it? So, um, and in the next several weeks, we'll talk about the prayers that get us through this, the, this process of transformation that is super rich and full of meaning, but also very hard on us at the same time. So, um, yeah, what's going to we'll keep you in the hot seat, right? Yeah, what's going to keep you in the hot seat of of the difficult change? Um, you know, most of the time it's God keeping us in the hot seat. It's not there by our choice, but yeah, that, that's what we'll talk about over the coming weeks. But let's start off with a conversation of what your prayers are going to be. So, uh, thank you so much for everybody uh, listening to this one today and. Uh, Logan, would you take us out in prayer? Yes, I will. Lord, we, again, thank you for this time that you've given us. We thank you for the resources that uh, you've given us to allow us to engage in this. Lord, I just pray for each and every person who is listening today, Lord, that you would encourage them, um, encourage them to submit to to what the Lord is doing in their life uh, and bring them comfort and peace um, as they endure um, hard times, difficult, difficult things whether it be in their life or the lives of those that they love. Um, we thank you that you care for us so much um, and that you are the one who does the, the work of transformation. And we must just submit to you. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, everybody. Have a great week.